Hello and welcome to the BS Podcast, where we talk the absurd, the ridiculous, and yes, the bullshit. I am Dave, and joining me is my fellow connoisseur in bullshit, Zach. Zach, how you doing, buddy? I am doing much better. How are you doing, man? I uh, just out of context, I had a, uh, I was sick all weekend, and um, I was convinced again that it oh, was no. COVID. So, oh. but uh, <laughs> no, no, it was the negative for COVID. So you got a second test. Did I did my doctor said I needed to go get one this time, so I was like, "All right, I'll go do it." Um, Are you just gonna get one every week now? I don't know, but this time (laughs) I even have it. This time I even had a fever. That's why I was like, "Man, there's something more than just there's an infection somewhere in my body going on." So I I don't know what it was, but it's uh, it's on its way out now. So you know, I, I think we're on a similar cycle because over the weekend I felt like crap. Uh, Thursday and then into Friday, I'm like laying in bed, don't want to get out of bed. And my wife had the same thing, but as, as what's been, as, as has been happening, uh, every three, four weeks I get this and luckily it goes away. So I woke up Sunday morning feeling just fine. Um, so it's just, it kind of hit me a little bit too. And I'm freaking tired. Yeah. Of it. yeah, me too. Our, I guess our, our, our cycles synchronizing Dave, is it? <laughs> I guess our, our cycles when, are synchronizing now. Yeah. <laughs> right. When a group of women get together, they, yeah. uh, <laughs> so maybe you and me talking, you know, yeah, every, every week. Transmitted. Digital. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if that's the case, but <laughs> we are here coming down the top five BS stories of the last few days. And, you know, we scour the internet looking for uh, really stupid and interesting items and bullshitty items uh, to, to, for your pleasure, all of you. And we've got uh, at least a couple of videos here and always uh, a crazy image. And, uh, you know, as we are looking, looking through all the nonsense out there and just having a bit of a laugh trying to get through the week, <laughs> we are here for all of you. Yes, we are. Uh, Zach, so that was your personal BS. Yeah, kind of the same with me. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm doing well. And I, I was, because of course, uh, we, had, uh, we had football on Sunday. So I was worried I was going to be sick watching football, but I was feeling good. I was able to crack a beer or two or three. Yeah, or, it, w- uh, it was weird. NFL was weird this week. I know. Because I, me, I, normally I have season tickets. So you're watching there, you're watching the home game. And I'm like, I'm like watching the Ravens. I'm like, man, I should be there right now. You know, I should be uh, tailgating right now watching this. It's weird watching it from, uh, you know, TV, no one there. I mean, it's weird. So, what's the uh, what's the deal for? So, does uh, does Mar- is it? I, I assume it comes down to local regulations because I saw some. There was some fans in the crowd in in uh, Kansas City. There were some in Jacksonville, uh, but a lot of other places was absolutely zero. Like yeah. I guess in Maryland, um, as as I saw the New England game, this empty. So, what what's what's the deal for season ticket holders? I, for- I think it's I think it's up to the discretion of each individual team owner because I mean they could they could have people at the stands within regulation, right? I mean you know if they did twenty five percent capacity and everyone was. Far I apart. Think so. I, I think it was probably just came down to a money thing. Maybe they just at the end of the day said we can't afford to run and operate the stadium, you know, with anything less than a hundred percent capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so um but you- t- ticket wise, ticket wise, it's it just all got deferred. Everything just got deferred until next season. So I mean, so but what if I mean what if things change in like two months or something? Could you potentially be able to go or I, I don't know. So what, what originally the deal was was that they aren't uh doing season tickets. They're still having oh. people at the games, but they aren't doing season tickets. So what it was what it was at first was if you were a season ticket holder, you have the first right to purchase a ticket to a game. 
before the ticket goes on sale to the general public. Mm-hmm. That, well, that was the first thing. Um, and then after that, then eventually the Ravens were like, no, we're not doing that. We're not letting anyone in. Um, okay. So, so but your, your spot in line is still there for at least next year. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, you know, we're PSL owners, so we actually own the seat. So we're, we're, we're good till next season. Nice. Yeah. Crazy time, man. You know, but for the most part, uh, they you know, they pump in the, the fake fan noise, which is uh, kind of ridiculous, but you need something. Uh, but you know, football, it's, you're mostly, your eyes are mostly 95% around the field. So, you know, it's just about the action. Although yeah. teams, um, they would seem to lose, especially with a raucous crowd, like in Baltimore or wherever, where they have really diehard fans would lose a little bit of home field. Yeah. Game. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is home field advantage even a thing anymore? I don't think so. You know, I, I, I mean, the people, um, have speculated for a while now that like just the fact of like traveling has got to do something to you, which, which yeah. I mean, it does in a sense, but like, you know, fans going into like, you know, uh, Seattle, uh, teams going into Seattle, which is like one of the loudest stadiums in the country right? Aren't going to have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. New Orleans, places yeah. like that. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Certainly one of the big ones. Um, so, but well, I guess it maybe it helps some of the stadiums with, the, <laughs> with quieter crowds, yeah. <laughs> even the playing field a little bit. But yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out. Now I, I did notice, uh, not to spend too much time on this, but, uh, ratings were down on uh, Thursday and then they came out. I saw today ratings were also down, uh, on Sunday, somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20% um, in both cases. So would you, would you attribute that to, uh, to the lack of fans, just a general, what, what would you make of that? What do you make? Of uh, that? I make that. I probably would attribute that mostly to uh, the political statements and everything going on in the NFL. 100%. I mean, that's all you see online is people boycotting the NFL saying, I'm not watching, you know, I'm not supporting these teams X, Y, Z. I mean, the Ravens organization has been very outspoken about uh, Black Lives Matter um, yeah. from the top of the organization down from like Steve Bishotti to Cass, uh, who's the president of the Ravens. You know, they, they've been very um, outspoken about their support for the Black Lives Matter organization. And I've just I've been seeing every, it seems like every time they post something, you just see them get completely <laughs> ripped apart by um some some fans that are like i'm not watching this trash anymore you know yada 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 like whatever um so i i think that has a lot to do with the ratings going down it does seem to be the sentiment uh and um you know i i don't think it really in all cases it's necessarily objection to uh necessarily social justice or bringing attention to things but it's just that i you know i want to i work all week you know, and on Sunday, I want to sit down and just watch a game kind of a thing. I, that's what I assume most of that sentiment is. Would you agree with that? That I just don't want to have to think about this stuff anymore. I see it 99% of the time, my waking life. I'd just like to have one little distraction if, if I'm allowed, please. <laughs> I, but it's got to be like that for some people. I mean, yeah. others, they, they look at like a statement like Black Lives Matter and they immediately get outraged just by seeing it anywhere, like on a t-shirt, on, yeah. you know, on anything. So that is true. Right. Um, now, for my part, I'm watching. Now, I prefer no. to not be bombarded with this stuff myself. That, that's kind of where I stand, but it's not enough to make me not watch. Um, but I don't know. I mean, everyone is certainly different. Yeah. And I mean, at some point, um, I mean, if I don't know if, if, if that is the reason, if, if they do some sort of more scientific polling or they discover that there's a fan backlash, I, I don't know that the extent that they would change or would they just accept uh, lower ratings? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um... Like, like I said, like, I, I feel like most of it has to be to the discretion of the team owner, right? Yeah. I wonder, but I wonder if like the NFL ratings down as a whole, if there comes a point where like, you know, the decision has to come from, 
the NFL, like Robert Goodell or, or whoever else, you know what I mean? To actually like change how they display things. Me personally watching the game, I didn't feel like it was bombarded by anything. No. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they had some manners on the players for having things on the back of their helmets. Um, I, I think the only thing that really felt different was that they played the um, lift every voice and sing at the very beginning of the game. But, um, you know, even then, like it wasn't really that big of a deal. Like it was, it was just a song that everyone stood on the field and, and listened to. Right. Yeah, in fact, I, I even missed that. So I, I mean, did. Too. I well, I, I heard it. I thought they were playing it like right before the national anthem. Yeah. And I remember this was like I think like fifteen or twenty minutes before the game even started that they played it. Because I right. remember I was in the kitchen like, like making wings or doing something. I heard it. I'm like, are they doing this already? And I had to like <laughs> run the kitchen to see it. Um, so. So yeah, if you tune in at say one o'clock, uh, chances are you're not, you're not going to see any of that yeah. stuff. What you will see are the things on the helmet, sometimes the face masks. Um, I think I saw Sean Payton with a Brianna Taylor uh, face mask, uh, and then those little messages there on the end line off, off the end zone. It's not, it's not like it's, it's not like they planted it on the fifty yard line or something like that. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think I'd agree, uh, not not completely in your face, but still, if you just don't want to see any of it, then I, I could see I could see that perspective as well. All right, Zach, let's start with our first story, the consequences of street protesting. Uh, Zach, the president uh, visited uh, Sacramento, California, I think to do uh, basically a meeting where all the wildfires going on in California, something we touched on last week. And uh, of course, wherever president go- where the president goes, protesters will follow. And uh, there, was, <laughs> there was a California highway uh, patrol vehicle going on. Here's a, this is a story from BuzzFeed News, a law enforcement vehicle sped forward after a demonstrator climbed onto the hood, knocking them to the pavement during a protest against Donald, President Donald Trump when he visited California on Monday. And uh, let's, let's, let's show this video here, Zach. Okay, so here we go. Uh, we're somewhere off here in the middle of the street here in, in uh, Sacramento. We've got people surrounding the cop car. Guy in red hat climbs on. <laughs> and then tries to stand up. See you later. <laughs> no. And then, uh, yeah. I wonder if that, that other highway uh, patrol guy stopped, slowed down all of a sudden, like, damn, should I stop the car and get out? And he just kept going. He's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting in the middle of this. He probably turned to make sure the guy was moving and then just kept, kept riding away. Yeah, exactly. And so we get, uh, you know, now, now, now keep in mind the context here is this is on the heels of, uh, there was those two uh, police officers in LA who were shot just sitting in the car. Yeah. Um, now I want to, clearly we had a, we had a humorous reaction to this. Um, now uh, I think it does bring up a, a larger topic of, cause I think we've seen this around the country where people protest in the middle of the street. Um, so w- where do you think the, the right of way lies in this sort of a circumstance? I mean, wh- what would you do? I mean, I try to put myself and I, we, certainly there's cops, yeah. Uh, what a cop would do, but what would a gener- an average citizen do? Um, and I think it's a little bit dicey. I don't know how I would react if I was driving through, say, uh, a major road or something, and suddenly at an intersection or somewhere are 30 or 40 people. Oh, yeah. What do you do? I don't know. Um, but the, in this specific uh, video, I mean, it's an emergency vehicle, right? The, yeah. What, what if there was an emergency? This cop had to get somewhere. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Don't don't block him. But even then, when he's riding, don't jump on the don't don't jump on the hood <laughs> of a moving vehicle, man. Um, you know, someone told me a while ago, sense isn't so common anymore. Um, and you know that makes so much sense when you look watch this video. Um, but like you know, I I think about that. You see videos of people like protesting in the streets and blocking traffic. I can remember like um, 
there, it, there was a, uh, uh, it wasn't a 5k necessarily. It was like this kind of like walk for cancer thing I did for, okay. um, someone in my family. And I remember it was in downtown Baltimore city. And at one point, I mean, you had to walk across the street and they blocked the entire street for this walk. Right. But right. there was no, it's not like the street was actually closed. Right. Um, okay. you know, like in marathons and 5k's how they'll actually close down a street. It yeah. wasn't like that. It wasn't like they actually closed down the street, but there was still like people there like blocking the intersection. So like no one could, no one could drive right? So that the walk could happen and people were like out of their cars, like losing their minds. Like, um, I think like wicked was in town that weekend. And like, some guy was like, I got tickets to a show. I can't get to the theater and like all this other shit. Um, but you know, thousands, they, but they just had to sit there while like thousands of people like walked across this <laughs> big street. You know what I mean? The, this giant pileup. Um, so uh, I mean, you gotta do a better job in that case. And, yeah. Right. Um, so, so nobody, I mean, nobody got plowed into though. No, no one got plowed. Oh, into that's that good. Day. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, it's a difficult situation. I'm glad that I've never been in one of those situations because yeah. I hate being stuck in traffic. Oh uh, yeah. I hate, but, you know, hate red lights. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, um, and like, when is when are they end? I always wondered about that. Like, when does it end? You know what I mean? Like, like I, you know, I guess I compare it to like people that get stuck in traffic like that are get involved in like a massive, like 18 car pileup and you can't yeah. go anywhere or do anything. You just have to sit there in your vehicle and just wait. You know, I would assume it's the same thing with, if, if you're a protester and the protesters block the road, like, okay, I guess I can't go anywhere. Like, I'll just wait for this to clear up, you know, but what, what, what's the deciding line? Like, when does it get cleared up? You know what I mean? I mean, in my opinion, um, you don't have a right to stand in a, in a road (laughs) that's the tough uh, and i don't there's no laws about that either like like right is is there any laws that say you can't do that i don't know i mean you know what i mean because it's a public street at minimum minimum that's jaywalking right uh, yeah that's a good point you can't just yeah you can't just stand (laughs) anywhere in the road you have to use the uh you have to use the crosswalk (laughs) (laughs) and the sidewalk you don't just like you know I mean, as me, as a, as a citizen, I have a right to drive on, on a road. Uh, I mean, now this is, this is, I mean, we've even seen this on highways. I'm sure you've seen this. Uh, there yeah. was one where someone just barreled into somebody on a highway. I don't know where, I think, I think this was in Georgia. Um, he was the only car on the highway too, because the police had blocked off the exit ramps to get onto the highway. Somehow he had, somehow got he on. got on and he was like fucking flying like a hundred. He was, hundred he was fl- yeah. Cause he was like, there's no other car on here. I'm flying. I'm going <laughs> as fast as I want. All of a sudden he saw people and couldn't stop fast enough. And that, I mean, yeah. And Kaplunk. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I think, well, certainly, I mean, you, you get, uh, certainly you, you get what you, you kind of had it coming here, right? For a cop car. He jumped right on top of the car. <laughs> jumped right. I mean, what, what's the nerve here, right? That I, I can, now I'm on your car, so you have to stop. I yeah. Mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think this is a, would be a good precedent to set. So I'd say uh, cops um, <laughs> hit the gas. <laughs> um <laughs> Average citizens, I think it's a little more dicey about hitting the gas in this situation. You hope you don't get through it, but it, it is to me. I mean, I think I think the car is in the right to at least uh, have an intent to proceed. I mean, you don't want yeah, to like slowly creep anybody, or, or or something. You know, I mean, there are some people that like crowd the car and they're slowly trying to creep through. You know, just like all right, you can protest, sit around my car, just let me slowly get by you. You know, what I mean, but people will, like you said, jump jump in this instance, jump on the hood and like you know, try to <laughs> specifically, you know. Well, we seen some. like almost like they're trying to get run over because right. you know uh so yeah right i mean what do you, you, you i guess you you know yeah you got what you asked for in a sense i mean you <laughs> jump on the car what do you think's gonna happen yeah exactly uh, and then yeah what if you're sitting there and you're in a crowd and they're banging on your door they're banging on your 
banging on the, you know, banging on your windows. I mean, it might get a little, you know, that's kind of how like people panic and make stupid decisions, you know, and people end up hurt. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. People make, I don't know how, I, when, when people are threatened, when people feel threatened like that, they make stupid, did they make really brash decisions? You know, someone feels standing in their car and feels threatened. They're going to hit the gas and they're going to, they're going to drive. Oh yeah. I mean, if you've got like maybe a baby, baby on board or something like that, you're going to feel even more threatened and, yeah. and panic even more and maybe slam on that gas. And you know, somebody ends up <laughs> run over or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so I mean, that's basically that's all we had. Just basically, uh, this segment was a video of a man getting run over by a police yep. car. Uh, now, what, where, how would you rank this in terms of bullshit? It's, it's, now, to me, the bullshit here is the guy. To me, the bullshit is not the running over. To me, the bullshit is the guy climbing on the cop car. Uh, yeah, uh, and I find that to be fairly high level bullshit. If you if you don't uh, if you're ready to give a rating, I'm ready to give mine. You go first. Okay, I'm going to give it a six. I mean, it's not massive bullshit, but I, I, don't, I think this is a, a very stupid thing to do. And people that are doing this stuff in the streets, there really should be some kind of a consequence beyond uh, just getting flipped over onto the pavement. Yeah. So I think this I is- I agree. Cool. And you know what, before I, before I give you my answer, just to let you know, I pre-ranked everything, so don't give me any shit, okay. but I also ranked it a six. <laughs> okay, great. I'm, going, I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants today. So, okay. uh, so that's six and six. All right, so that gives it a 12. Now, let's get to segment number two, Zach. This one's really interesting, uh, which is essentially a look at the world of big data policing. And uh, this story comes from the Tampa Bay Times. And in fact, in the county north of me, uh, Pasco County, this is maybe linked to this. Everyone can read it. Uh, but it's a, the story here from Tampa Bay Times. Pasco Sheriff created a futuristic program to stop crime before it happens. This is like Minority Report with pre-crime. <laughs> if anybody's familiar with that movie. Uh, it says it monitors and harasses families across the, con- the county. Um, and uh, basically it talks about uh, Pasco Sheriff Chris Nako, how in 2011 came up with big data policing. And, and essentially to try to distill this uh, very, very long article down to, to something digestible is what they do is they use all kinds of, of data into some big data into a database to analyze uh, people who they've come in contact with and who those people potentially come in contact with, develop a network uh, for them to do what they would call targeted policing. Um, but what it really is, as far as I can tell, is high level harassment from the police on, uh, on people who may have been in trouble before. Uh, and then the cops just kind of like sniff around their house, just looking for trouble. What you, would you make of this story? Yeah, it's, 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 it's scary. It's kind of like in, um, I mean, this is more than just like big brother, you know what I mean? This is like, uh, this is like high level, like spying. I mean, it's, it reminds me of like, uh, you know, um, in like the dark night when Bruce Wayne had the surveillance system to like <laughs> monitor everyone in Gotham and um, Morgan Freeman was like, I'm quitting after I'm doing this for you. Um, but it's crazy. And I mean, it's just like, are we just going to keep judging everyone, you know, before we, they even commit a crime? Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, that's the, uh, that was his bold plan, a cutting edge intelligence program that could stop crime before it happened. Now, they don't give really the details, I think, uh, from what the Tampa Bay Times investigation could get. They don't really have all the specifics. That's probably uh, on lockdown. Uh, it says here, first, the sheriff's office creates a list of people it considers likely to break the law based on arrest histories, unspecified intelligence, and arbitrary decisions by police analysts. Then it sends deputies to find and interrogate anyone whose name appears, often without probable cause, a search warrant, or evidence of a specific 
crime. They swarm homes in the middle of the night, waking families, embarrassing people in front of their neighbors. They write tickets for missing mailbox numbers and overgrown grass, saddling residents with court dates and fines. They come again, again, making arrests for any reason they can. Now this is, I'll give you a little bit of background, by the way, uh, of this county. This is known as the county that you don't really want to spend any time with <laughs> in. Rather, uh, the cops are everywhere in Pasco County. Uh, my parents live uh, on, on the north side. Whenever I visit them, there's cops everywhere. You absolutely want to drive the speed limit and just keep your head down. Uh, it's like a crazy, crazy police presence uh, in that area. And, and this sort of explains yeah. why. I mean, they're just freaking everywhere. Uh, basically, if, you've, if you have an arrest history in Pasco County now, according to this, they're going to be hanging around your house, yeah. coming around to your work. One, in one case, looking in your window where they found a 17-year-old smoking a cigarette and arrested one guy for underage I mean, this is like such small-time nonsense. And, and what I would just call complete harassment. It would be. I, I think it's, it just turns into a bigger uh, conversation about the way we treat criminals in our society, specifically with like prisons, for example. You know, um, you know there's a lot of people that said, uh, you know, they continue to be criminals because of the way they were treated in the, in the prison system. You know, I, I think that as a society, we look at uh, people that have been arrested and we, instead of saying, how can we help them? How can we re-acclimate them to society and, you know, kind of teach them and give them the tools and resources they need to be able to live a life without having to commit crime. It's you're an asshole, you're a criminal, uh, you know, ser serve your time and we're going to be as awful to you as possible because that's what you deserve. You know what I mean? And now it's now it's even going beyond prison to harassment from um, digital data. Right. Yeah. No, yeah they, Does that make I, sense? I mean, it's. Yeah, they, I agree 100 percent. And, you know, something we talked about, I think here, um, I think here is the idea that, look, none of us, none of us are free from breaking the law at some level. There's there's all of us. If if say, you know, let's just say the FBI knocked on your door. <laughs> They want to get you something they're going to get you for anything they want and if you got oh, yeah. cops following you around following your every move stare you know showing up at uh, fa harassing family members friends looking for anything they will find anything here's one they gave a uh the mother of a teenage target a twenty five hundred dollar fine because she had five chickens in her backyard they're out there measuring how close you park to uh you know with a tape measure how close far away you are from the curb you know really like just crazy stuff and, yeah. and i don't see the point of this at all and if you, as you said, you know, we talk police reform, maybe this is the kind of thing that should be reformed. Now, we, we want to get rid of the violent people and all that. Uh, but at this point, you're just looking for stuff. Yeah, 100 percent. And now they did say there doesn't seem to be any racial bias. They're just they're just going after everybody equally. You know, yeah. <laughs> just going yeah. after whoever they can get. Uh, sort of calling it morally repugnant. It was uh, an expert in police practices and civil rights law. Uh, he says, one of the worst manifestations of the intersection of junk science and bad policing. It's an absolute absence of common sense and humanity that I've ever seen in my career. And uh, this is just going on. I mean, it's just, it, it, I encourage really everyone to, to read this. Now they get, there's a, they have like this point system or, you know, essentially the more arrests you make for the cops. So they're just out there incentivized to just crack down and find and arrest as many people as they can for whatever reason that they can. And as you were saying, you know, repeat offenders. Well, you know, that's not always the case, but you know, when they're, when a cop is following you around every day, I mean, they're, they're going to find something and yeah, you'll, you'll get arrested, you know, over and over and over again, I guess, until you move out. Yeah. 
I mean, like, uh, what, what, what did Jesus say? Like, the, who, uh, the next man without, uh, whoever has, has no sin casts the next stone, right? And everyone yeah. threw down their rocks, right? Everyone's, if you, if you, if you, if you've never committed a crime, then you're like right up there with Jesus. You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> <laughs> they got a 30 person intelligence led policing section with a $2.8 million budget led by a counterterrorism expert they comb social media they they basically um so that's sort of like the big data idea they see who's who's friends with who on facebook who uh who works who you know kind of connect all the dots and then just go around to this network and just basically follow all these people around endlessly and i, I find this to be very high level bullshit yeah it's definitely high level any uh any final words on this one no more <laughs> words all right so uh do you want to go first yeah i've got eight on this one yeah, I've got, I've got seven, so I'm right there with you. So this is, this is crap. I mean, this is absolute crap. I, uh, it's just, it's surprising too, and it's irritating because it's, it's more or less in my, in my backyard, uh, and I, I was really surprised by this. Um, uh, not, well, not the, the reputation of the county, but to the extent, to the extent to which they're just harass, you know, let the, let the call come in and you go and see who does it. You know, this idea that we're going to, we're going to go out and proactively catch people before they even do anything. Or, you know, we try to, you know, find just harass people. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, it makes me very angry. And uh, people, people, you deserve, you know, you get, you get in trouble. Fine. You have a direct, you have a right to live your life after that uh, without being harassed by the cops. Yeah, absolutely. Unreal. All right, let's move to something lighter, Zach. Actually, the next three of our topics are, are a bit lighter. Uh, a story of YouTuber poops on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. Story here from the New York Post. <laughs> YouTuber explains why he live streamed himself pooping on Nancy Pelosi's driveway. And we could pull up a, we'll pull up a picture on this story. Now, we're not going to show the poop. We're not going to show... <laughs> We're going to show the poop trader, but not the poop. There he is. They're squatting uh, on, on the driveway there. He says, I mean, I just don't understand. <laughs> still, still after reading this, I don't quite get it. He says, uh, uh, he says he admitted, he says it was a peaceful protest and admitted that it was a joke that got out of hand. I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, how does that, how does a joke get out? I mean, you're either going to poop on there or not, right? Um, yeah, from what I saw in the article, it said he was homeless and he was trying to bring awareness to homelessness. Um, I think the quote I read was like the 20 year old said he's part of a niche YouTube community that creates, uh, IRL or in real life live stream videos, chronicle chronicling long stretches of unfiltered <laughs> daily life. So like, is his real life just going around shitting on people's driveways? That's, that's like what I want to know. Um, Cause that's really what everybody wants to see is your bathroom habits, uh, yeah, I mean, he says he. Yeah, it's right. He began. He says he began the channel after he became homeless six years ago in hope to show his viewers the realities of living on the street as he traveled from city to city. And uh, as a result, Saturday's live stream video titled "Poopalosi" <laughs> began as a protest against lack of resources for people living on the streets, uh, while people in power, such as Pelosi, are able to get haircuts and live their daily lives fairly unchained. That's a story we covered here about Pelosi getting the haircut uh, while the salon was uh, sensibly shut down. She got a little special treatment there. Uh, it says everyone was enjoying the idea of it, and eventually I just couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> so they're like egging him on, like, go on, do it, man. It's like, I don't know if I want to. And then eventually he just had to go. It's like, well, you know what? I'm here anyway. I just might. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be shitting in the street anyway, so I might as well do it here. <laughs> Might as well do it in front of a famous person's yeah. house. I mean, 
You know how many times I've seen a homeless person shit on the street in Baltimore City, like just walking back to my truck after a day of work? Like so many, <laughs> times. many times. A lot of times, yeah. I have to like walk through this alley and like at least at least once every couple of weeks there's something squatting <laughs> behind the dumpster, like right near where I park, like just taking a <laughs> you shit. Think, was that you think that was a peaceful protest as well? I don't know. It was right next to the to the uh to the uh, um market so i don't know maybe they maybe they sold them some like bad sandwiches or something <laughs> like that and they were pissed off but um <laughs> uh, i i i have to say i've never seen anyone you've, uh, you've like, never seen someone shit in the street <laughs> oh man i haven't lived man <laughs> come to baltimore man you see it all the time <laughs> no thank you <laughs> i've been to baltimore but uh i've never uh, i've not had the pleasure <laughs> yeah all right well next time you're up for for an office visit we'll, we'll go we'll walk down some alleys Okay. We'll go find one. <laughs> Again, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, so he says here, uh, now he did, he was approached by the police. Uh, it's interesting here. He says, it was scary. I thought my life was over in that moment. They kept asking me, are you this? this uh, did you do that? Are you Antifa? Uh, so, yeah, and so he got uh, cited for, although I don't know because I've heard, if, if, if say, because we've heard the stories like, um, what you said in Baltimore is apparently common in San Francisco. So maybe it's, Maybe he didn't get a ticket or a fine. It doesn't say here, but he was talked to by the cops. Um, it says we need more access to bathrooms. Maybe Nancy Pelosi should put a porta potty outside of her house. What do you think? A porta potty out front of her house? Well, yeah, because you know, as in the interest of public health. That sounds awful. <laughs> Who wants a porta potty in front of their house? <laughs> Nobody. I don't know. No. <laughs> I mean, I will say there maybe there could be more public restrooms, like not just for homeless people, but for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I haven't urinated in public. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure everyone could say that. They've done so, that. It would be nice uh, if there were yeah access to, to public bathrooms. Although you know, then they make you pay for it because you know they're going to be disgusting and filthy, and no one's going to want to go in them or something. So you know everything everything always gets ruined by somebody. Yeah, well, I mean, you can shit in the street or you can shit in a disgusting bathroom. I think I'd rather maybe shit in a disgusting bathroom. So. <laughs> I prefer. I prefer to do my business at home. Yeah. <laughs> but I, this is funny. This is like, but it is stupid. Uh, yeah. So BS level, it's not a high BS, but it's just like, let's just, you know, I don't think any point was really made here because that's <laughs> my BS angle. So I'm going to go to five. What do you got? I got two. Okay. Just two. You know, like I said, I've seen people shit in the street before. The only, you know, what, what we're supposed to be upset because it's Nancy Pelosi's house. Get out of here. I love your attitude here. He's like, this is old news. I go out my front door. There's a guy out there taking a dump. Yeah. Hey, hey, neighbor. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. So, uh, Zach, let's, let's move uh, further into the gutter. Uh, we've got... This is this is like all the way in the gutter. This next story, uh, but, but but also uh, in the gutter, but also very disturbing, uh, and it reminds me of a Seinfeld episode. Uh, this is a story here from the Daily Mail. I saw it and started to cry uncontrollably. Mom's horror after her eight-year-old daughter's image is stolen and turned into a child sex doll sold on Amazon for $559, as Elizabeth Smart calls for sick toys to be banned. As a Florida mom, uh, somehow uh, the, the, the picture of uh, her, her daughter's likeness was stolen from a photo that she posted on a Facebook group. Uh, she, uh, she saw a mess. She received a message from a friend last night being like, Hey, is your daughter here on Amazon? 
which it looks like. <laughs> and uh, this, it was listed on Amazon as, quote, high quality sex dolly live dolls for men uh, for just under $600. Uh, this is uh, really, really disturbing. And as Daily Mail is always uh, great to show, uh, well, they don't have a picture of the girl, but they do have a picture of the doll, which apparently looks just like the girl. So you can see that. I mean, did you, could you ever imagine this? It's disgusting. It's fucking, it's disgusting. Like why, why is child sex dolls even, even a thing? You know, like there was some, there was a quote in the article that um, I, I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently it is. And it says child sex dolls are currently legal in the U S except Florida, Tennessee, and Kentucky. However, advocates say that they should be an out, there should be an outright ban. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I'm right there. Um, I mean, what, what's the, what's come on what, what's what's the argument here that what maybe uh oh, i had to venture to guess here but what are they gonna maybe like for pedophiles maybe it's better if they uh can have a doll instead of abusing a live person is that the is that the argument that's probably the argument but you could say it encourages the behavior altogether yeah yeah and mm-hmm. I, I, i'm sorry if you if the, you got you got to get some something needs to be fixed <laughs> if this is what's on your mind here right it's disgusting man this over the over sexualization of children just it's it has got to stop yeah yeah you and know, as it's we were, so disgusting we were talking about uh some some of the like programming you'll get on netflix about the child pageants uh there's a recent controversy on netflix there's a movie out there that everyone's up in arms about um and you know this stuff it does need to end and, and for some bizarre reason uh it seems to be uh, more normalized lately doesn't it it does and i like we we kind of talked about this off air and that like there we're in such a, a culture now of like anti-slut shaming that it's like going into like minors which it's that's not right man it's you know what i mean there's a fine line between between a grown adult woman like expressing her sexuality um in the same way that like men are typically encouraged to right, right? when and then you go into like um, when, but then when it starts to cross line into minors, that's where it's starting to get out of hand. And that's how it like, it's starting to encourage behavior. Uh, just any, anytime like kids are over-sexualized like that, it's, it's disgusting. And it you know, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, we don't allow minors to make um, other decisions. We, we determine them to be incapable of, you know, say giving their consent and certain things and all that. But yet here we are, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to deliberate them from these societal, you know, there's a re, you know, I'll say this, <laughs> not in every case, but in many cases, and I think it definitely applies to minor, minor children. Uh, sometimes, you know, certain uh social pressures are there for a reason some we have aversions to certain things for a reason and it's to protect our children and you know just because and then you bring up the slut shaming thing which, which i think is interesting yeah can it can it is it going so far the other way that now we're we're going to allow uh allow kids to allow the sexualization of children to the extent that it has been i think it's really disgusting and you know you know what uh, you can't buy a Confederate flag on Amazon, I believe, is the case. But you can buy a, child a, a children's sex doll. a child sex doll. Yeah, it's 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 awful, man. It's disgusting. You know, it's like if so, I know mean, some people say, well, it's a mental disease. Like, well, if it's a mental disease, then why don't you treat it like a mental disease? You know, you don't give a mental. You know, if someone's addicted to heroin, you don't give them heroin. <laughs> right. Right. No. 
that yeah i no i agree and uh so here yeah this says uh the, the mother says uh i want no i yeah this is not the answer <laughs> yeah. no. go ahead and indulge your fantasy um it says i want and the woman says i want a new federal law to charge to charge these buyers as sex offenders uh, i want the people that create these dolls banned from selling them in the united states charged and fined uh so this is not okay uh, elizabeth smart uh, who was a child abuse survivor famously says, this is not okay. Go check it out right now. Follow the link in their bio and sign the petition today. So something easy to do, impactful and immediate uh, to basically get this thing taken down and then to, uh, uh, to ban the sell, the ban to sale, ban the sale of child sex dolls. No. So would you support that legislation on the federal level? To ban child sex dolls? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so would I. Yeah, that, I don't know. I, I think if anyone I says, o- I think if anyone says opposite, you got to question them. Be like, wait, <laughs> so wait, you 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 want a, a child sex doll? You know what I mean? Like, what would you like? Well, no, I don't want one, but someone should have one. Like that makes no sense. Yeah, I think uh, anyone who says no is uh, either uh, someone who who's e- is either a customer or the seller. <laughs> yeah. This is not good. This is not a good situation. And uh, it, it does, it surprises me, um, you know, that, that, that example of the Confederate flag, you know, just, just came to mind because I remember that controversy a few years ago. I think they were all pulled. Um, you know, they're on top of that. Uh, but what about the kids? You know, yeah. um, the, you know I don't know. Who knows what else is even on Amazon now? Who else knows what, what else we'll find? Uh, but this is an easy one. This one shouldn't be controversial. Uh, it should be, uh, this legislation should be fast-tracked. Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, there, there's a such thing as gateway drugs, right? Like people say like, oh, don't smoke marijuana because it'll make you do cocaine and then that'll make you do heroin. Like what, what stops someone from fucking a child-like doll and then saying, you know what? I want to I wanna be an actual pedophile and go get a buy a kid from like some kind of like sex trafficking guy yeah. right it's you cannot encourage that behavior you can't no, do it it's not. awful it has to be stomped out it is disgusting and uh, i hope uh and you know i think whoever's selling this is opening themselves up uh, not only to legal trouble but also uh uh some sort of um I don't know what the right, but basically using a child's likeness to profit, I think has got to be some, some, some other kind of crime too, right? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, I, you can't see the picture of the kid that um, you're referring to. I mean, you see her outfit, but you don't see her face. So it's hard to tell her, but right. it's, it's clearly positioned in the same way that original photo was taken. Yeah. I mean, imagine what kind of creep trolls Facebook for pictures of little girls to yeah. then make a doll out. I mean, that's, uh, it's all right. I'm, this is, this, this is ridiculous. Uh, I'm ready to give a rating on this. Is it my turn or yours? Uh, mine. I'm going big 10. All right. So I got nine, you got 10. Uh, nothing that, that plants this thing firmly in the lead. All right, Zach, let's move on. Are men aroused by their smart speakers? <laughs> Story here from <laughs> formedamerican.com. Apparently 14% of men, yeah, here we are, as I said, we're, we're staying in the gutter here to the end of the show. 14% of men aroused by their smart speakers. This story doesn't make any sense, but it did make the news. Uh, sex toy maker WeVibe surveyed 1,000 men in Britain during the pandemic and found that 14% report being aroused by the voice of Amazon's smart speaker, Alexa. They note that it's the authoritative and controlling nature of the voice that gets to them. Uh, it sounds weird because, well, it is. So they're good here. It's a, uh, this could become a self-fulfilling problem as we use more technology during the lockdown, which creates a cycle, whereas people who are sexually drawn to machines, robots, and other such gadgets called technosexuals, there's a new word for everybody, will enjoy the interaction and want even more. 
and this can uh, lead them to cutting themselves off from human relationships. Now, we've got a picture here from a Zero Hedge article with a man holding his Alexa in bed. Um, I guess we'd call him a technosexual. Are you a technosexual, Nick? <laughs> I am not. I am not. In fact... In fact, I had a Google Home Mini and I unplugged it because I just didn't like it. I didn't like the idea. Maybe, you know, call me, um, uh, you know, anti-technology or whatever, but I found the thing really creepy and I didn't like it. And I didn't think I it worked one. very well. And it just disturbed me that it was, yeah. you know, I'd be talking to my wife and a thing would come back. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Like, the fuck are you talking to me for? <laughs> <laughs> mine hasn't done that. The only thing I use mine for is to play music, though, like when I'm in the kitchen. I I, I got one for free because I have a Spotify plan, and they were like doing that promotion where you got one for free when you yeah uh, me too spot yeah. Um, but um, you know, originally I thought about when I was reading this article, I was thinking about um the character Joy in Blade Runner twenty four eighty nine. But what yeah. I think this is more like is to that movie her do you remember that with scarlett yes. johansson yeah remember he fell in love with his uh it was the artificial intelligent companion that he put in his ear and it was always with him and he fell in love with her yeah. um and you know he, he basically all the other real relationships in his life just kind of like fell apart you know what i mean um now that was a bit believable because she was a, a super intelligent operating system yeah. uh, and could basically she told him essentially almost everything that he wanted to hear. Um, so, and it was always in his ear. She had a, it was uh, voiced by Scarlett Johansson. So a very pleasant voice. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that did that. So I think there's something maybe to that, but I don't see that same thing applying to Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the sex toys booming in uh, COVID Right? Yeah. And now we're talking about men uh, being turned on by Alexa. So this is, right? this is the only girl that'll talk to me right now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, do, do, like, do they need combination with both? Do they need Alexa and their, and their uh, sex toys? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the weird part for me was it says, uh, or it says they like the, the, the authoritative voice or the, yeah, the, the authoritative and controlling nature of the voice. So they like, this is like virtual BDSM or something. Yeah. I don't know. But dominatrix. I don't think Alexa really goes that far. I mean, what, what is she saying? I don't saying? know. Maybe the new thing is going to be, there's going to be a setting for Alexa for how aggressive you want <laughs> her to be. That's going to be the new thing. Well, I, I guess, well, I think, you know, well, back to sex dolls, um, adult versions, uh, but maybe then, maybe, yeah, we can combine, uh, you know, an Alexa controlled sex doll, you know, so we get the voice back, um, could boss you around and then have your, have your fun with it. What do you think of that? Yeah, and then um, see if it can like do the chores around the house as well. Can you cook me dinner? We're just all perverts now, Dave. The entire country. We're we're a bunch. This this country now is nothing but angry perverts. That's like what that's going on right now. Uh, we are we we are yeah, and everything yeah. So I I mean I think there's to some, to, to the point uh, to go back a little is uh, there is something to that virtual world. Um, uh, and it's not just with sex, but in all of our relationships, uh, you know, friends, uh, being able to have things on your phone, it, it, if you go too far with it, it certainly can numb you from human relationships, which is just, you know, it, and it can snowball and make itself worse. Now, uh, this original story comes from the Telegraph, but I want to say, uh, it says UK-based psychologist Lucy uh, Beresford wrote that uh, the increasing number of technosexuals, uh, the, the numbers are increasing and a primary source of arousal as through interacting with their tech. Now, I get a little suspicious. Um, I think sometimes the people that talk about this stuff are 
themselves <laughs> sufferers from the thing that they're trying to raise awareness to. I sometimes get a little, you know, I don't know about this researcher. What's this all about? Because sometimes I, I end up a little bit, um, uh, I'm not convinced, I guess, of this, that I think, uh, I think this 14% number is high. I'd put it maybe at like 2%. So yeah. that's kind of my BS from here. I, I just don't really, be, I don't really believe this research. What do you think? That's a good, that's a good point. I, I think my, uh, my BS just comes from, um, the same thing with the whole sex style, you know, like, well, why are we spending our time getting turned on by an art, by a, a voice? You know, there's so much more we can be doing it to, to fulfill our lives, <laughs> especially <laughs> finding another person, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. At the point where you're sleeping with your Alexa, it may be time to call someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. I mean, a human, um, it's 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 tough to navigate uh, human relationships uh, in in this in this tech age, and yeah. it's going to increase. And uh, you know, what do you do? Do you? I, I think it gets to a point too, where like you know, it's it's you know, being like, oh, I'm in love with this object. It's just the same thing we we talked about with the sex dolls. You know, it got to a point where it was like, you know, you watch a show and you think this guy's in love with a, with a stuffed animal. You think that's that's you know, he needs to go see a therapist and like you know, talk about his inability to have a, a you know why he's having this relationship with this inanimate object. And now, now it's like, for some reason, it's like, instead of saying like, okay, maybe, you know, this person should talk to a doctor or, you know, just someone to better understand him. It's well, no, we, we can't say that. Let's just give it a name like technosexual. And then yeah, it's just yeah. normal, you know, and then it's and then just fine. You know? Yeah. yeah and, then, and then it's okay. Um, so I think that's where my BS lies. I, yeah, I mean, I think we're, yeah, I think we're actually in the same page. I think we both kind of said the same thing in a, in a different way. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the normalization of these things uh, and to not recognize it as something that we should fight uh, and try to, you know, guard against and uh, instead of rather like, uh, you know, studying, well, why does Alexa turn you on? Maybe it's like, hey, just how about you go and just hang out with a human being for a little while? You know, I mean, we think, you know, human human connection therapy or something, you know, I think we're, I think, I wonder if in the future we're going to need something like that, which is where you don't go to therapy to like talk to somebody about your problems, but you actually just go, you just go meet people. You just got to pay to go meet them and interact and to like learn how to be a human again or something. I wonder, really wonder if we're heading that way. We'll see. Okay. Uh, so, uh, is, so yeah, so this one is uh, my turn. So I'll give this one five. What do you got? Five. I, I see. I don't believe that you wrote these ahead of time. But that's, I swear that's to God. <laughs> I'll share my screen with you so you can see. <laughs> right, I did do these on the fly. So, uh, no, sorry. So, so that, uh, that rounds out our five. Uh, so the, so story number five, as we're counting down the BS is Pelosi poop. Uh, story number four is, uh, <laughs> the rise of technosexuals, I guess we'll just call it that <laughs> story. Number f- uh, three is a uh, protester run over. That was a, you know, we had a good laugh there to kick things off. And then uh, story number two is, uh, uh, big, the world of big data policing. I encourage everyone to check out that that uh, that bit of a long read there at Tampa Bay Times. But it is very disturbing what's yeah. going on. And story number one: Mom finds sex doll modeled after her daughter for sale on Amazon. Unbelievable, guys! Just unbelievable that this is even out there. That is one big pile of shit. Uh, it needs to be made illegal. These people need they need to raid their houses with the FBI. <laughs> And uh, send them away forever. Right, Tuck? 100%. 
Unbelievable. Well, that rounds out our show this week. I want to thank you all so much for watching. If you're uh, watching on uh, Facebook, I'd love you to hit the like button, share this video. Also share your thoughts on the topics that we covered today. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the like button, and also comment below. We love getting comments from everybody. And after you do all of that, head on over to informedamerican.com where you can get real smart news. And Zach, that's not the only website we have. What else do we got for everybody? No, it's not. In addition to informedamerican.com, we have realhealthynews.com and wallstreetwire.com. All your health news and all your financial news. Great. For Zach, I'm Dave, and I've had enough of this BS. You've been listening to the BS Podcast with Dave and Zach, part of the Informed American Radio Network. Please like and subscribe today in order to get fresh new weekly episodes. Please send us your BS stories to info at informedamerican.com. The world is hard enough. And now we got to deal with this balls. (laughs) 